First You Think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. In the 1920s, British author George Orwell was traveling in the industrial north of Britain to write what became his book, On the Road to Wigan Pier. As he describes it, the sky was filled with ash and smoke from the factories. The houses and the people looked gray. The weather was cold and damp. He sees a woman outside with a stick, trying to clean out a drain pipe. They make eye contact, and he knows that she is miserable, that this is her lot in life, and it is wretched. He is deeply moved by her. He is moved by the expression on the human face. How often do we really see one another? Do we allow ourselves to be moved by the expression on the human face? In his book, I and Thou, Jewish theologian Martin Buber describes our relationships with other people and the natural world and differentiates between I to it and I to thou relations. In I-it relationships, we encounter the other as an object. In I-it relationships, the task is the focus, not the person. The other becomes a tool towards completing the task. Topsoil depleted year after year, someone to fill a slot on a church committee. In I-thou relations, we encounter the other not as an object, but as a fellow subject. I-thou relations are mutual. Whether the other is a tree, a person, or God, we recognize in them distinctiveness and agency. An I-thou relationship is a holy thing. Buber argues that our personhood emerges in such mutual relationships with other beings, that all real living is meeting. I grew up on a farm in rural Illinois, where many families had been living for generations and where everyone looked like me. And then I moved to Las Vegas, and I started organizing for the sister organization of Amos, Now, Las Vegas and rural Illinois are not the same. (laughs) I was in a big city where the majority of people didn't look like me, and many of whom were immigrants from Mexico, the Caribbean, and the Philippines. Immigration was not something I had ever encountered growing up in my small town. Immigrants and our immigration system were abstract, general, frankly, not things that I were thinking about. And then I met Agatha Ramirez an immigrant leader from All Saints Episcopal Church, who was a very particular human being. Agatha was bold and blunt with a great sense of humor. She was the church choir leader and her church was the center of her life. Over the four years we worked together, we built a mutually respectful relationship. As an organizer, I helped her and other church leaders organize a campaign to build relationships across the separate English, Spanish, and Tagalog-speaking communities within her church. With her stronger and more relationally connected church, Agatha then led a citywide immigration action with Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. 
Agatha changed me. She made me curious about my own family's immigration history. She gave me new imagination about the work of the church, which informs nearly every conversation I have with faith leaders to this day. I'm grateful to have met her and have been really seen by her in return. As Unitarian Universalists, we are called to build respect and, and respect the inherent worth and dignity of every person. This means building relationships of mutuality, the I recognizing thou. Thou cannot be generalized. Immigrants, people who are housing insecure, young adults, respect of someone's worth and dignity doesn't happen in the abstract, which I don't know about you is a real bummer, right? People are difficult. Obviously not me or any of you, of course. <laughs> People are trying. They never seem to want what we think they should want. As Edna St. Vincent Millay wrote, I love humanity, but I hate people. <laughs> Yet the first principle doesn't call us to love humanity. It challenges us to respect the complicated, difficult, diversely talented individuals in our neighborhoods and community. Worth and dignity emerge when we know someone, really see the expression on their unique human face, not when we stereotype, assume, or simplify people into tropes or types. How then do we build relationships with people that go beyond the surface level and get at the complexity of who we really are? In Amos, one of our most important and revolutionary practices is what we call the relational meeting or the one-to-one. -one. This is a conversation, not an interview or chit chat. People engage face-to-face, -face, tell stories and ask questions about important life moments and who and what matters to us. Out of these relational conversations, trust and imagination can emerge about how we could act together on the things we both care about. Too often, we know facts about one another, where they grew up, where they work, how many kids they have, but we don't know how those facts form that person across from us. What was it like growing up where you did? Why do you do the work that you do? What's it like raising your kids in central Iowa? Sharing stories helps us understand the particular. Why questions help us better understand someone in their heart, not just their head. So let's take some time this morning to encounter one another and deepen our relationships. It wouldn't be a true Amos gathering if I didn't invite you to talk to each other. Amos is an organization of organizations, including First Unitarian. So this morning, I'd like you to reflect on a story or an example of a time when an organization was particularly meaningful to you. Wonderful. Sharing stories like this helps us understand the particular. And these kind of conversations are the foundation of a congregation and democratic culture. Who are we as a people? What's really going on in our lives? And what do we want to build together? Imagine a beloved community that emerges from a web of I-thou relationships. Now imagine that web spanning 40 different churches, synagogues, schools, nonprofits, neighborhood groups across central Iowa. This is the network of relational power Amos is building. 
It is not quick work. It takes time and intention to organize hundreds of conversations like these within and across local community organizations. But that investment identifies the most pressing concerns, the leaders who want to do something about them, and our collective power to make change a reality. Last year, Amos secured a new children's mental health crisis system in Polk County. Amos leaders celebrated their hard work and then immediately dove back into relational conversations with parents, teachers, and mental health providers to understand how this new system was working and what else needed to be done. Mental health providers shared that they couldn't find workers to fully staff and grow the programs Amos had fought so hard for. We heard from leaders in our member organizations how difficult it was to find a therapist, especially if you or your child wanted to talk with someone who was not white and could speak with you in a language other than English. First Unitarian leaders, Crystal Loving, Bill Brock, and Sally Buckholt were at the center of the strategy to leverage Polk, County, Polk County's federal ARPA funds to invest in diversifying and retaining our mental health workforce. First Unitarian and other Amos leaders organized a mental health provider summit to dig into specific workforce needs and opportunities. Hundreds of Polk County residents, including many of you, uh, shared your stories with Polk County supervisors in support of Amos's proposal. We testified at hearings with Polk County supervisors and Bill Brock represented Amos on the task force to determine how funds would be spent. And several weeks ago, Polk County supervisors approved Amos's full proposal to invest 1.8 million in scholarships and loan forgiveness program for 40 mental health practitioners. Yes. This is the power of First Unitarian in action, and this is the transformational power of relationship building. To be vulnerable with members of your church community about what's actually going on in your life, even if it's painful and messy, to really, and I mean really, listen, to allow another story to impact you, and then to act. This fall, Amos and First Unitarian Leaders will be organizing hundreds of relational conversations across Central Iowa to strengthen our organizations and invite new people to act together on our shared struggles and imagination for change. Join us as we strive to really live through meeting one another. 